you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on Buzzers. Correct. Hello and welcome to Fingers on Buzzers. I'm Lucy Porter. And I'm Jenny Ryan in my flat. You're in your house. This I is know. really weird. I'm in an We'll never be in the same room again, Lucy. I hate this. <laughs> I like this. I'm locked away from the children uh, with some gin, so it's fine. Absolutely fine for me. Beautiful. And it's not just us today, Jen, is it? We have a very special guest. Extraordinarily special, because we've, we've all gone, as a nation... We have gone quiz mad because everyone, I, I'm getting an invite approximately every 25 minutes. I'm on Zoom five quiz. Zoom quizzes, five. We're all every going night of the week. absolutely crazy. Mm. And this week, since Easter Monday, we've all gone even more crazy for quiz because there's literally a TV show called Quiz. And it's amazing. It's all my dreams come true. <laughs> and we have an absolute dream come true joining us. The man who has made us all reevaluate Chris Tarrant. It is the one and only Michael Sheen. Hello, Michael. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Oh, thanks for joining us yeah, in the lockdown. It's a pleasure. It sort of, it does sound, when you say that we're in lockdown, it does make you feel a little bit like you're in a sort of, 80 Sylvester Stallone movie, don't you? Know? <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, a bit, it's a bit edgy, isn't it? Lockdown! Yeah, Robocop is going to come and 
cut us down for yeah. for our allocated daily walk. Yeah. Of course, the thing you didn't mention about quiz the tv show is that it's also got coughing as a central theme so it's ticking all the boxes isn't it it's so prescient it's it's like it it's like this lockdown coronavirus thing was all an elaborate marketing ploy (laughs) almost itv well Mm. they are wily i tell you what the thing that um struck me about it as well was that in the show they say millionaire was created because they were hungry for event tv and they've only blue and gone and done it again with quiz because the entire nation is riveted. You've got a captive audience and they're well, happy yeah. captives. You know, yeah. it, Twitter's gone absolutely nuts for it. And the quizzing community, of which obviously we are fully aware, um, absolutely <laughs> love it as well. So uh, yeah. it's got an amazing response from the, the hardcore of quizzers. Right. Now- we're old enough to remember applying for it and spending quite a lot of um, our parents phone bill on it right now was it common knowledge amongst the quizzing community about the syndicate because that was a revelation to me and i think it was a revelation to most people watching the show um i think it's it's a bit strange that there's an, an idea that there's one syndicate because quizzes talk even back then even when we didn't have facebook and whatsapp groups and things there were still chats so obviously something which involved using your quiz skills and winning a lot of money people were chatting right from the get-go how do we get on this how do you improve your chances is there some sort of um way you can improve your chances can we practice what questions are they asking Uh, so I i think there were there was more than one group in the UK that, that were communicating in that way and, and trying to work out how they could make some good money out of ITV. Mm. Yeah. I well, mean, I was, yeah, I mean, that's no small, yeah. no small amount of money. And it was, as they said on the show, the first time that it had been offered on a TV quiz show. So it was a yeah. huge, huge deal. Do you remember it at the time? Were you swept up Michael in the excitement of who wants to be a millionaire? Um, well, I remember, I remember when it first came on, well, uh, you know, when it was, when it first came on properly, because I mean, one of the other revelations for me was watching the pilot episode, which was <laughs> terrible. I mean, nothing like who wants to be a millionaire, even though the format was pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Chris Tarrant was the host, but there was just none of that dramatic lighting and the sound effects and the drama and the tension of it. It was completely different. So that was fascinating watching that. Um, but when it came on properly and was script, um, which is a phrase that I now know, yeah. uh, script means I- each night of the week. Yeah. Um, when they did that, I remember thinking, why on earth are they putting the game show quiz show on every night of the week at prime? T- like it seemed ridiculous to me. Like what, what are they doing? And um, and then I remember watching it. I don't think I watched it from the very beginning. I remember that it, it made a big fuss, you know, and there were, everyone was talking about it. Not, so then I watched it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was just completely addictive, wasn't it? It was just, it, it did. I do remember feeling, though, that you, you watched it and, it, you, you know, and when it got to the point where the, it was big money and then they lost, I hated when you had to start again. Yeah, it, it was like a literally yeah. like a drug come down. You sort of got on time. <laughs> I mean, in the in a single episode where you followed one person and then they lost, and then yeah. you had to go back to fastest finger and start again. I, I, I yeah, no, I haven't. You invested the, in that person. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, and and in, and invested in the format, and like I, it was so rubbish to have to go back to the oh right now fastest finger, and now we start again, and Chris is not really taking it that seriously now again, and you want to get to the high <laughs> drama all the time, and that was the sort of addictive nature of it, wasn't it? Oh, and that was the extraordinary thing when when we were filming the show, the the series quiz, um, we had a total exact uh, reproduction of the set, mm-hmm. which was incredibly thrilling to walk on it and it was you know because it's not the set that it is now it was the set back then at the yeah. time when it was when it was happening which is a different set because now all sets are uh, led now nobody really has proper physical sets they're all like flashy lights yeah. and computer generated stuff. but they're not but as hot the as they used to be either that sort of exactly, heat. that's true yeah but, but walking on to that the, the dark floor quiz show Wow, yeah. That was the one that inspired so many sets that they're all, we call them dark floor shows now, that ah, it, it's all about the, the lighting and the LED enhances it. Even even the chase is kind of a dark floor show because it's it's got that black shiny floor, which right. is why it's all about the reflections of the LEDs off it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, being able to walk onto that set was thrilling anyway. But then we, when we did the actual... Uh, bits of the, the 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 actual episodes. Stephen Free as the director wanted it to be absolutely as was. So we had live music, live lighting, live sound, like everything exactly as the show is with the you know, the, all that going on and the heartbeat and all. That. And um, so doing that was completely thrilling because it was like actually doing the show. Was there a bit of a power trip there for you? Did you oh, feel God, the tarant yeah. power? Absolutely. Well, Stephen kept saying, you know. Uh, the reason why he wanted to do that was because having watched the show a number of times as the research, he, he thought talent really does kind of run it. Like he's in charge on the floor of the timing of everything and when the effects are, even though he's not obviously got the control panel for doing it, but it's down to him when do, 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 and the lights and all that. And she said, I really want you to have to do that as well. So it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, uh, whenever I play games with the family and stuff, I always want to be the question master. I always want to be in control. Um, uh, and uh, so this was like the ultimate kick for me to be able to be actually in control of who wants to be a millionaire, millionaire with all the real sound effects and stuff. That was great. It's spooky, the the accuracy that, right. that you've all gone to. I mean, knowing that about yeah. the set is pretty wild. But down to the mannerisms and someone was saying it, like down to the way you've got Terence sitting in his seat, it's a very idiosyncratic way of sitting. It doesn't look particularly comfortable. No, it's the most uncomfortable seat. I mean, I guess that was part of mm. the design was that they wanted it to be kind of like, they didn't want it to be comfortable and relaxed, but it's really uncomfortable. And Chris Tarrant is huge. I mean, he's a really yeah. tall, big guy. Yeah. And to get in that seat, and he sits in the most weird way as well, because he's got his, he always like has his leg crossed. You know, in the like, if you watch him, yeah. he's always, it's, and I, I obviously had to replicate it, and it's the most uncomfortable thing to do. I mean, I'm a lot shorter than him, so that was the other thing that I, I was a bit concerned about is that Matthew McFadden, who plays Charles Ingram, is an incredibly tall person himself, mm-hmm. and there's something about Tarrant being so physically imposing on the set. So when people come up, you know, and he puts his arm around them and all that, there's a very particular kind of look to that mm. that I really wanted to, you know, have for this. So I ended up wearing massive lifts in my shoes 
in order to be at, at least equal to Matthew because, you know, Charles was shorter than Taryn, yeah. but Matthew was much taller than me. But with the replicating the photos where yeah, yeah. he's got his arm around Charles yeah. Ingram and he's kind of bearing down. But you, I didn't even notice that difference. So If those lifts are still going begging, I'd love those, actually. That would improve <laughs> my life enormously. Also, was it exciting for you? Because obviously you and Matthew McFadden go back a long way. So mm-hmm. was it quite nice for you to be able to torment him <laughs> and uh, <laughs> intimidate him in studio? He is. Um, we did Frost Nixon, the film of Frost Nixon together. He played John Burt. And so we spent a lot of time together on that. And he is the funniest person i it was certainly one of the funniest people i've ever met he just tickles me and um which can be a problem if you're supposed to be doing scenes together in frost nixon there because when we did frost nixon there was me matthew sam rockwell uh, oliver platt and uh rebecca hall with, with the kind of frost gang team and so we used to spend you know loads of our time together, and we just all got on really well and had a real laugh like all of us had a very similar sense of humor so there are scenes in Frost Nixon, if you watch it again. In fact, it was on the other night. But um, if you watch it now, there are scenes that begin with all the characters laughing. And that's just us. I mean, that's just, we're not acting. That's just us pissing around and then going, oh, shit, we've got to act now. <laughs> so, Matthew, so Matthew sort of brought that over and then coming to do this, because uh, he's got those teeth. He had teeth made. Yeah be like Charles Ingram, you know, and seeing him sitting there with those bloody teeth in and that ridiculous top that he wears. <laughs> Horrible rugby shirt. Make me oh, laugh. Oh, that polo shirt. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it was, it was very funny. It, it, we just had to stop from giggling at each other the whole time. Well, he- Originally, they wanted me to wear teeth as well. I, like, there was a whole thing. They were going to put a nose on me and fake teeth and all that. And I always say, look, I don't, when I play real people, I don't like having anything like that you know i try and try and use just myself as much as possible the furthest i'll go to is a wig so that's all i've got in this is a, is a wig and a bit of fake tan um, you're a good color and a bit of fake tan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that wig does a lot of the heavy lifting to be honest i have to say you did some very good cigar work at one point as well yeah. that's very much how i picture taron is that you know really, yeah. sucking on a bit that, that was a surprise to me i didn't realize that he smoked cigars and then when i was doing the research i saw him in an interview with a cigar and you're like oh that's interesting yeah um yeah i mean he he Taron himself is absolutely like 150 percent. they are guilty like and this really? is the idea of a show that might in any way question that is uh i think he's very again that um so we'll see what happens when uh uh when the final part uh tonight Which, comes out at the time of recording this we should point out we are yeah. recording this just ahead of it and we're going to run from here and i cannot wait because uh <laughs> helen mccrory's just made her appearance as yeah. the uh, yeah. defense oh, it's, it's, yeah it sort of becomes her episode this one yeah a lot of the chat in the quiz community is does anybody play Larry Whitehurst, who is a, he was a, a stalwart member of the the Quiz League of London, who actually gave evidence in the trial because <laughs> he yeah, was on. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he we're, we're all we're all absolutely agog to see. Who right. you've got to well, now, <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's very rare that something is on that I haven't seen it because usually you see a screening or something. Or um, I'm watching it for the first time with everybody else. I've, I haven't seen it. I was away working. 
um, for ages. And so, uh, in, you know, in New York, and so I w- wasn't able to go to any of the screenings here. I didn't get yeah. sent, a, you know, a link or anything like that. So I'm watching it with everybody else. So I don't know what's in it and what's not, to be honest. I mean, I wonder... <laughs> I wonder if they get away with it. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, Michael, pour yourself a stiff drink before uh, (laughs) before you watch it. That may be disappointment. (laughs) The other extraordinary thing about having the the real recreation of the set was, so the other thing that really struck me about, apart from the thrill of just being on it at all, was, um, was being able to see how close all the key players in this drama were to each other. So Tequim Wittek, who was the one who was supposedly doing the coughing, was sitting amongst the fastest finger group. Um, Diana was sitting up in the audience. Uh, obviously, Charles in front of me, Tarrant. But Tequin is is behind and to the right of Charles, like directly in Tarrant's eyeline, and wow. as close as me, you know, I mean, really close. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the idea that Tarrant wouldn't have been able to tell, like that it could be loud enough for Charles to hear it, to be able to do it, and yet Tarrant would be unaware. I find that hard to believe. I mean, I'm not saying that Tarrant was in on it. I'm saying that I find it hard to believe that that system could have worked for them. I mean, to this day, no one has ever admitted to what the actual, you know, if there was a, a, a system going on, no one has admitted to what it was. So they're still not clear. I mean, no, the coughing is their, best, yeah. is their best guess, but they're still like, oh, there was pages maybe, or there was... They don't really know. They're just convinced that they were cheating, but they don't really know how it how it happened. No, and it comes yeah. out very nicely in the drama. That kind of, uh, it, you know, I I definitely watched it thinking, oh, it's just going to be sort of an interesting character study, and why would they do it? But actually, there is an element of mystery and suspense and intrigue. Well, the episode tonight is the big one for that. I mean, yes. like the third episode is the one where. Um, because it, it, it's based on a play, obviously. James Graham wrote the play quiz. And when, when you went to see it in the theatre, the first half of the play was very much they're guilty and, you know, mm-hmm. the prosecution kind of side of it. And at the interval, the audience had to vote. Like they had keypads like they do. In, and they voted whether they were guilty or innocent, 50-50. And everyone voted they were guilty at the interval. And by the end, everyone would vote again. And it was... You know, it, it wasn't uh, in any way as clear cut. So the mm-hmm. second half of the play is sort of what we're going to see in the episode tonight. So it's much more the, the sort of defense. So I think people, this is the episode that will be the most controversial. This is the one tonight, really, that, and, and, I, and I say this slightly nervously because these are real people's lives. I mean, Charles and Diana are out there watching it. They're, you know, Charles is on Twitter. I see him tweeting after each episode. Yeah. And, you know, they had their, their lives were ruined. Mm. I mean, they've gone through some real awful stuff. Um, and tonight's episode could be, could be the thing that actually changes a lot of people's minds about what happened to them or what they did. And so, you know, and it's, whatever happens, it's thrusting them back into the spotlight again. Yeah. And, you know, they, they've, they've got kids, they've got, you know, terrible things have happened. So I am kind of nervous for what is going to happen to them. But tonight will be the most controversial one because it will absolutely be, um, I think, uh, surprising to a lot of people. Well, we shall await the social media verdict with interest. Mm. Although actually, yeah. um, Charles Ingram, his sort of social media contribution was that he was delighted that Matthew McFadden was playing him. And, because uh, he's so tall. Yeah, because he's so handsome and hunky. <laughs> he, he actually responded to somebody who tweeted that Matthew McFadden was far too good looking to play Charles, <laughs> which I can't disagree with. <laughs> yeah. He's a lovely strapping lad, Matthew. No. Yeah. 
But yes, well, so we await it with interest. But um, yeah. you, it intrigued me that you were saying when you play quizzing with your friends and family. So let's move on to the more general you and your life in quizzing. Um, okay. Are you a are you a fan of quizzing? Then is this something that's been a part of your life for a while? Yeah, I've I've always loved watching quiz shows on TV. Um, you know, grew up in you know when I was very little in the seventies. Uh, I was born in 69. So in the seventies, you know, I can remember thing, watching stuff like, uh, Oh God. I mean, really early things like golden shot. I still have vague memories of, you know, Mm -hmm. and sale of the century and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I suppose in then in the eighties more, you know, I've got more memories of the classics, like three to one, three to one was an absolute favorite. Oh yes. The cryptic clues. It was like magic. It was there was something slightly sinister about it. Yeah. It was like <laughs> it was. Uh, I, I don't know what it was. There was. It felt like I was watching something that was akin to a séance. There was some <laughs> weird supernatural quality to it that always had an air of something really weird. I loved it. I lo- absolutely yeah. loved it. Oh, well, I wonder if we could do a sort of lockdown three, two, one, where we all just do really baffling sketches. And then people have to guess what the clue at the end of it could be. no sense at all, did it? Absolutely (laughs) no sense. You could have said anything at the end. But that, I did love that. I love that. You can do a good um, Ted Rogers. You could do Ted Rogers. If you can do the 3, 2, 1. There you go. You've already got that. For the listeners, Um, he's already got the 3, 2, 1 finger, so he's fine. You're you're shooing. The Krypton Factor was a big one for me. I loved the Krypton Factor. That the Gordon Burns era, oh. yeah. The observation cool. round. Oh, the observation round. Again, something that would be brilliant to do in lockdown. In fact, we've been yeah. doing that with our kids because they do it on Cracker Jack now, uh, ah. a little observation game where you see a little film and then you answer questions. Yeah. And I was and always... And the obstacle course. You could set yeah. up an obstacle course in your house, couldn't you? Yeah, you could do with that. the cargo netting. That was always the best bit where they got trapped in the cargo yeah. nets. There was an episode of it because I think someone... I think I saw a clip of it recently. It must have been like on that, you know, I love the 80s or whatever mm-hmm. it was. But there was a clip of a woman who I think broke her, her leg or broke her ankle on the obstacle course yeah. and still finished. Yeah. Oy. Amazing. I know. You don't get that anymore. We're not making oh, that no. sort of stern not stuff anymore, are we? No, no. no <laughs> yeah. You can't break your ankle on TV anymore. Well, you I don't know. really get that Health and safety gone mad, Jenny. It's <laughs> shocking. Political correctness, health and safety. Yeah. Now, Go back another to the one. Days when Alfie Turner could get blown up on the back of a truck. Oh yes. Do you remember Watch the BBC safety video? The adventure game is an absolute favourite of so many people that. who listen to this podcast. Myra Stewart. Right now, I so because we're going back, you know, this is when I was a lot younger. Really, I I tend to mix things up. Like memories get all a bit. Did was the adventure game? Did it used to be on early on a Saturday morning? Am I making that up? I think it was tea time myself, but we may have was to it? check that. It was before my okay. time. Jenny's googling that for us. I, I, remember, that. I seem to remember that Sandy Toxpig was on the adventure game, but she wasn't. Was it she? Had, I looked it, it up had earlier. A host of of marvelous people on it. I know it had an amazing cast. Well, Sophie Aldred was the host, wasn't she? I seem to remember. Jenny will furnish us with all these. Sandy Toxvig was the host of uh, Number 73, which was a Saturday morning uh, TV show. Maybe I'm mixed Our producer um, on The Chase, the guy who looks after us, Ian Cross, (laughs) in Ah. previous life. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite 
of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Because yeah. another thing that I've mixed up a lot of memories with, and this is really early, do you remember, remember a thing called Who Done It? Oh, I've heard That's of it. I've heard of hell. So I, a couple of people hosted it, but the classic one that I remember was John Pertwee hosted it. Ooh. And it began with uh, actors enacting a, a murder, like a murder happened, and you saw it happening. And then the main characters from the murder sat there, and they were questioned by the, by the panel or whatever, and you had to try and work out who had done the murder. And, you could, and there would be flashbacks. And That's all kinds of, right no. up my street, and I have found oh, it. It was on amazing. YouTube. It was originally hosted by Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. And then, yes. and, then and then John Pertwee. And then John Pertwee. Oh. Again, John Pertwee always had something slightly sinister about him, so, so he was mm. perfect for this. Yeah. Um, but I've mixed that up with another show called Cluedo. Cluedo. Yeah. Now we're talking. That, that's that's well in my uh, in my wheelhouse. Now that right. had an all star cast. Every yeah. series, they had a different set of yeah. actors playing uh, playing the different right. Cluedo characters. Oh, was that American? Was Cluedo American? No. There was no. an American movie called Clue, which was based yeah. on the Clue, Cluedo, or Clue as they call it. I feel like America. Leslie Grantham was in a series of Cluedo. I've got Richard was in it in some way. Richard Maidley, um, Rula Lenska was definitely Miss Scarlet at one point. She is my classic Miss Scarlet. But I think there was an American show that had a similar kind of thing as the Who Done It. Maybe it was because a lot of British game shows are based on um, yeah. American shows. Aren't they? So maybe there was an American one that they also showed, and I used to mix those up or something. I'm not sure. I think I also mixed it up a bit with Petrocelli. Do you remember that TV show Petrocelli? <laughs> that was, was not a always, show. It was definitely not. Never lived in his house. His house was always being worked on, so he lived in a caravan next to. <laughs> and there were flash about who did the murder in that as well and so i mixed all of these things up i think we should mix John all of them me. together to come up with a super <laughs> new format yeah exactly and yeah. it's got a bit of three two one as well so at the end yeah. you're in a bin someone did a murder <laughs> and they were put in a bin 
yeah <laughs> something i don't know we'll, we'll we'll work something out we'll get the format to, this, this is very much it. like this is very much like our live show where we devise a format for the guest but you've already done a lot of the heavy lifting for us michael so it's going to be <laughs> yes, murder be mystery michael sheen's murder mystery yeah. <laughs> yeah. three two one murder with michael sheen oh, yeah. and but then gonna- i mean the classics then for me i suppose were you know and these are your bread and butter shows um your your family fortune lovely and you're uh what else you're you're going for gold your blockbusters yeah um your bullseye Bullseye. now bullseye is one of the few shows like like i i it fills you know there's that uh, is it challenge tv yes 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 you can see all the old ones Mm -hmm. so it fills me with depression watching certain shows that shows that i loved at the time i i can't watch play your cards right it fills me with depression now uh-huh. for some reason but at the time i used to love play your cards yeah. right? and strike it lucky can't watch that either Fill yeah. well i mean i suppose there's reasons for that yeah but um but bullseye oh i can watch bullseye i've i've yeah. sat i've sat in hotel rooms watching like i would say a good five six hours of continuous yeah, get a marathon of a weekend of, of bullseye oh, oh i can't joyful. get enough it's a joyful show it's everything it about it it's the prizes the contestant chat oh, everything yeah. about it just works doesn't it and also almost every word that comes out of jim bowen's mouth you're like you can't say that <laughs> it's the so on pc but well, you know, oh. uh, I'm actually planning, Michael, between us, a watch along for our listeners with an old episode of Bullseye. And I was planning it out the other day and I thought we'll do a drinking game to go along with it. And one of the things will be take a drink when Jim Bowen says something that you couldn't say now. Yeah. And the problem is too much. People would be absolutely paralytic within about There'll five minutes. Alcohol poisoning going on, yeah. He got a lot of the worst stuff out during rehearsal, apparently, because one of our Jeez. guests uh, um, in series one was a, a contestant, and apparently the the studio building used to go to a standstill at sort of early afternoon on a recording date because they all just they all put the uh, the studio feed on and watched him <laughs> doing rehearsal, and it was absolute. A material for you know late Saturday night, bit of blue for the dads. Got it out of his system. Studio audience came in. He was he was absolutely. Oh my goodness! And the other thing, the other thing that I enjoy watching him is him manhandling the uh, the contestants as well. He just grabs them and pulls them around, <laughs> and gets them on their mark and all that kind of stuff. Come on, stand here now. It's a very certain style of hosting. There's oh, there's, there's a, a world away from from Tarrant, really. It, oh, it's fantastic! Uh, yeah. And then, of course, you know, we come up to modern day now, and I. I am now obsessed. I mean, I became a proper quiz obsessive. As soon as The Chase came into being and uh, uh, Pointless, mm-hmm. uh, I, I got a one-two punch. I w- I'd been away. I'd been living I- in America for a bit. And then I, I you know, and, I, and I'd come back and forth all the time. But I, I remember coming to my mum and dad's house on one particular occasion. And, my mom, and I guess The Chase must have been on and then followed by pointless or you know or they're on the same but my mum records them all so uh, as i watched it it was the chase and then it's pointless and uh, my life changed i mean i became obsessed by both those shows and then i remember um i remember my mum because my mum watches a lot of them uh she had tipping point on and i remember sitting there going oh this is rubbish <laughs> this is the worst everyone thinks the worst that, that way everyone thinks that 
ever seen. It's just that thing from the fair where the stuff, what? Oh, come on. And then within two shows, hooked. Love it. <laughs> watch it. I watch every episode. So now it's Chase, uh, celeb- uh, point, pointless and pointless celebrities, obviously. Uh, tipping point and tenable. I've got a very into tenable. Yeah, now yeah. Um, they're my they're my tops. Yeah, and I love age really of afternoon oh. quizzing. It is. Yeah. I think we are living through an absolute golden age. You're completely right. Well, in fact, Ben Shepherd of Tipping Point is a friend of the show, and we love him. And the hosting there, like Bradley, Xander, and Richard. Uh, you know ben i mean and i mean the chasers are all right as well i would say you know i'll give them a a quick nod but uh yeah the thing i find the funniest about ben on the check because i know ben from doing um soccer aid and stuff yeah Yeah, he's great i love it but (laughs) watching him on tipping point i know that he's just he's i can see him going you are an idiot (laughs) <laughs> like you can tell, but he's doing his best. You know, I'm I'm nice, Ben. I'm you know I'm not I'm not going to make fun of you. But what is wrong with you? I, I do find that funny. Um, and and then uh, and then last year, I sort of decided that I was going to try and get on these shows. Yeah. No longer would I just watch. I got the opportunity to go on, so I did. I did the chase, and I saw you at, at the chase. Yeah, I was very disappointed that you weren't the chaser. Same. Um, but got Mark, but we still had a little picture backstage, did we, which was very nice. It's my it's my number one photo of last year, in fact. Oh. Yeah, I think and I might put it on all my Christmas cards. I still, to this day, because uh, we filmed it quite a while ago, every time I watch The Chase, and uh, Anna, my partner, will attest to this, my mum and dad will also attest to this, because those are the people I watch it with the most. Um, we, we, I got, I think as a team, I think we got something like 22 points in the final chase of which I got 17 of them. Uh, And um, we still lost. And every time a team wins with less than 22 points, I'm like, Oh my God, see what is going on? It was a fix. I think you were deeply, deeply unlucky, honestly. And are there any other, I loved it. I absolutely. Are there any shows that you would like to do that you have not yet done? I mean, does mastermind tempt you at all, Michael? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's too. Uh, it's too. It's too earnest, mastermind. Mm. I want to go on one where I can where I can do what I did on on pointless celebrities, which uh, me and Steve Pemberton won. Um, when we did that, Pemba's a quizzer um, though, isn't he? He's a proper quizzer. He's Pemba. Mm. Yeah. There was a moment where when we were doing the final bit, you know, and we'd done our three answers, and we were trying to get the pointless answer in the final round. And we had, and this was just coincidence. I mean, it's just the way it worked out. Like our foot, the, the, you know, the first one got down to like two or something. Then the second one got down to one. And then our last answer. And as the, as the thing was coming down, you know, I remember, and I, I, I involuntarily shouted out, this is television! <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> you couldn't do that on Mastermind, could you? <laughs> no. So oh, no. Reese would give you a stern look if you did he that. Would. I mean, there would be a part for you because, I mean, he's a Welshman. Yeah. You'd have to age oh, yeah, up, yeah. but, you know, there's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, who knows? The floodgates are open now. That, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they'll, all, they'll all want oh. to be played by you now. That'll be it. I want to do the chase where I play Bradley and all the chasers. <laughs> I can just keep coming out. I'd it's like Pete Sellers. That'd be yeah, amazing. Exactly. We can tie that in, actually, with 3-2-1 murder. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, if uh, any production companies want to get in touch for the rights to 321 Amanda, Murder. Amanda is now on the phone to Richard Osman. <laughs> <laughs> and the one man chase. That's a, that's a very good idea. One man chase. My, my family also, many years ago, this is back in, God, I was in, I think I was in drama school. So it was like the beginning of the 90s, end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s. My family um, uh, went to try and get onto Family Fortunes. Not, not me. I wasn't part of it. It was like my mum, my dad, aunties and uncles and that kind of stuff. And um, they went and did the audition for it, you know, and they, and they got through and they got picked to, to actually be on the show. But between the audition and getting on the show, pretty much everyone in my family got divorced. So suddenly the team didn't exist anymore. I gave, and so they couldn't go on. They never oh, got no. Yeah. Oh, missed opportunities in quiz. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, 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 never, I never got to be on Pointless because me and my stepdad had our application form ready to go. And the moment I got refused the job of Chase and the moment they called me up and said, you've not got the job, that was going in the post. Didn't happen. Uh, and we would have absolutely smashed it. Yeah. I've been able to yell about the being beautiful television. This is television! <laughs> oh, what a shame. What a shame. Um, we uh, met up as well, didn't we, Jenny, when you were doing the, was it the Celtic quizzing convention? Yeah, the Celtic Nations quiz, yeah, in Cardiff, yeah. Um, now, when so you I, go I, to do that kind of thing, is it like, are you just like the absolute queen of these things now? God, no. No, really? No, I'm, I'm, at those kind of events, I'm by no means anywhere near the top 50% of quizzes. Because there are but, people there who are, I mean, there's people, there are people who would be a bit starstruck because, you know, I'm off yeah. the alley, but yeah. in terms of, you know, I wasn't getting anywhere near the Island A team. Not a chance because wow. there's, you know, at least half a dozen people who were better at that yeah. format than me. If it was the chase, if we were just playing the chase and they were going to have loads of questions about Coronation Street and, <laughs> you know, who presented the series Cluedo from 1991. <laughs> um, that's fine by me. It was Richard Maitley. It's nice to be kind of humbled at that sort of thing. It's, uh, yeah. It's a challenge, and the, the questions are so difficult, though, as well. The, the I think I tested some of them out on on you on that night because yeah. that was a really weird night. I had a lot to drink during the the afternoon's quizzing, and then I got a call from Kiri Pritchard McLean to to go along to a musical. Will you sing a song from Joseph? Um, uh, which you did beautifully, and of course, since then we have seen you come to fruition as a proper singer. It's kind of <laughs> <laughs> come now kind, kind of very silly saturday night madness but i saw you i saw you singing at that thing that day that kiri did and so i knew that you were a fantastic singer because i see so it wasn't as much of a surprise for me well, I that's you, you were in the night. same boat as my family because everyone else would go oh i didn't know you could sing oh you've got a beautiful voice and my mum's like yeah she never stops bloody singing. That's a, you know, she's always, <laughs> always belting out a tune. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> At least she doesn't have to sit through another production of, you know, Iolanthi or something like she used to. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, we've got one more Quizmaster role for you to play. 
Michael. Oh, yes. Which is yes. a very important one because we want you to be the host of our listener quiz. We're and you have people have... writing in because they want Amanda, but. Yeah, I mean, they're big shoes. You're a, to fill. Substitute. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you thought taking on Tarrant was difficult, but Amanda, <laughs> oh my goodness, she's a host extraordinaire. But if you do, you have our listener quiz there with you? Uh, I do somewhere. Hang on, I'll have to find this. Yeah, no worries. You, you're already uh, doing better than Amanda, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of fumbling would be great if you could. Yeah. Sort of... I'm I'm oh, oh, sorry. He's here. He's here. <laughs> Here's the boss. I have the questions here in front of me, yes. yes. Sent in by Mick McCarthy. Mick McCarthy. Thank you, I, Mick. I hope, it's, I hope it's the Mick McCarthy I know from Oxford, who um, I've known for many years from the quiz circuit. But it could be the football manager. I don't know. But you don't know these answers? No. no. Right. These, okay. are, these are fresh to us, and we'll, we'll try and buzz in. I'm going to... Oh, I'll oh. do the same. Ooh. Oh, have we got a different resident? <laughs> oh, def- definitely a different resident. I'm resin. tinny. Lovely. Ooh, and, uh, that's like Buddhist meditation. Do you want me to do it as me or as Chris Darrand? Oh. Whoever you want to do it as, Michael. Do us a bit of Chris. Go on. Oh, go on. Go on, do us a bit. I'll, I'll alternate. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so I'm very fortunate here in my kitchen to have Chris Darrand. Woo! going to help me out with the, uh, the questions. So, Chris, do you want to ask the first one? Oh, uh, good evening. Uh, well, uh, Bill Woodward and Cecilia Fun appeared on the game box for which famous board game in the 1970s? Uh, yes, yes, uh, Jenny. Is it Mastermind? Final answer. Oh, oh that's, that's really freaked me out. Um, yes, that's my final answer, Chris. For, that is correct. Is that oh, oh, for absolutely no money. Uh, right, Michael, over to you. Thanks, Chris. So, uh, question two. What was the name of Bill Sykes's dog in Oliver Twist? Uh, that was Lucy, I think, who got that. Yes. Um, was it Bullseye? Yes, it was, Lucy. Yes, yes it was. I'm sensing Bullseye. a link between these answers. Yes. Oh, it's but like the, the connect. <laughs> it was like that. Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed. Not Oliver Reed. Yeah, yeah. Oliver Reed. Yeah, Oliver Reed. Played, yeah. Uh, Bill Sykes. Yeah. Bullseye, come here. Oh, it's very good. <laughs> Uh, right, Chris, do you want to do the next one? Yeah, I'll take this one. Uh, here we go. Which Cole Porter song is sung in the film High Society by Frank Sinatra and Celeste Holm in a room full of expensive wedding presents? Uh, I believe that was Jenny. Who yes, wants Jenny. to be a millionaire? That is correct. Who wants to be a millionaire? Well done, Jenny. Uh, right, Michael, do you want to take this one? Yes, I will. Thank you very much. So, question number four. What was the name of Shed Seven's greatest hits album released in May 1999? Now, that was Lucy, I believe. Yes, Lucy? Going for gold. That is correct. Well done. Uh, so, uh, this With is Alan the final Lee question. End of the show from Shed Seven. Ah. Yeah, he, he owns the company Speed Quizzing. Ah, right. Okay. Uh, right, Chris, do you want to... This is the last question, Chris. Do you want to take this one? Yeah, I'll take it. All right. Uh, in which 1994 action comedy did Charlie Sheen, uh, that's Charlie Sheen, uh, star with the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yes, Jenny. Um, that's a home question. That's the chase. Oh. That is correct, Jenny. Unbelievable. <laughs> She's done it. Unbelievable. It was, it was well, a question about the chase and Sheen, so I had to get that answer. <laughs> Both pet well, well done. 
Thank Brilliant. you. Well done. Wow, lovely, to, lovely to have him here. Oh. oh, it was very nice to co-host with you, Chris. Oh, it was very nice to co-host with you, Michael. Well done. Thank you so much. Well, it, it, to all our fingers on busters. Bu- on busters. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. I've gone. I've gone. That's it. <laughs> the gin's kicked in. Yeah. To all our fingers on buzzers listeners, thank you very much for listening to this very special episode with our very special guest, the one and only Mr. Michael Sheen. Hooray! Oh, thank you. Lovely to speak with you both. Yeah. Take care. Stay safe, everyone. Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.